Robinson. Care for a rubdown. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lift penis? Very G'day Rubbers, welcome back to the Weekly Rubdown, a podcast that rubs down everything NRL Supercoach Draft. You're listening to a little bit of a amalgamation here. We've got the Round 7 Rubdown into your Round 7 Waiver Claims. Uh, it's just me on my car alone again, scheduling due to work and all that shit just didn't work out. So I'm here on Wednesday during the day going to pump out a little bit of uh, Supercoach Draft content for you. Fuck, it's 12 o'clock somewhere. Let's tear the scab off one. Cheers. So try and keep this as brief as possible. We'll go through each game. I'll talk about the ins and the outs, the the suspensions, injuries, uh, but also sort of talk about some waiver claims or free agent pickups. Obviously, being a weird week with last weekend being the Easter weekend with a Monday night game, short turnaround, waivers are going to clear on Thursday morning now. Then you've obviously got the Thursday night game. Uh, So, yes, I'll go through each game. Talk about the ins and outs, talk about the waiver, free agent pickups, uh, and then just touch on a few matchup statistics. The matchup stats are always uh, going to be available on Patreon, so you can check those yourself. But fuck it, guys, let's rip and run. Let's get straight into this. Let's start rubbing down these games. Records, rankings, weather. I know the team. These games are a burial, a blowout, a human lock. I know these players. All you gotta do is bet on the win. I know this wonderful game called football. Let's get on with a rub down. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, so first up, we have got the Thursday night game, 7.50 p.m. Finns versus the Bunnies Suncorp Stadium. So we have Jai Arrow returning via the front row. Uh, so we've got Totola out, which keeps Jacob Host at uh, that left edge spot, which is very interesting there. Ray Stone for the Finns. He comes into the front row again, partnering Jesse Bromwich. SAS, he moves to the bench. Wallace is out with concussion. Edric Lee has been punted for Robert Jennings. And you've got AJ, the try-scoring machine, back on deck after a head knock. So if we look at the waiver claims for this one, obviously Jacob Host getting that left edge uh, spot is, is really interesting. The Bunnies have been struggling with keeping their middles uh, on the park and healthy. The, the way that he played in the weekend, I really like him. Probably not a high-end claim, more of a free agent pickup for Jacob Host. Jairo definitely is a claim, especially if he, he continues to rotate through the middle there. Eventually, he will get that front row forward uh, 2RF dual eligibility, which would be fantastic. I'd love to be able to play him in my front row spot, so I love him as a pickup. Isaac Thompson, nice plug and play this weekend against the Finns. That right edge for the Bunnies has been humming. The Finns have been giving up tries to right wingers. The only issue there is the ball seems to be stopping at uh, stretch. Uh, Campbell Graham, he's tucking it and running it and doing everything, and so he should because he's on fucking fire. Uh, so they're pretty much the pickups. They're not much else to talk about in this game. For the matchups, we have 
the Bunnies, they seem to be weak on their left edge defense. Uh, the Finns are really strong on their right, especially when they're feeding Jermaine Asako. Uh, he is the leading NRL try scorer at the moment, so he's got a decent matchup there, Asako. The Finns are pretty even across the park when they're conceding both Supercoach points and tries. Marginally worse on their left, which works out nicely for the Bunnies' right attack, which is firing on, on all cylinders like I talked about just a minute ago. So, look, for top matchups, Latrell, obviously, Campbell Graham on the right, Isaac Thompson, not bad there, Cody Walker, Damian Cook through the middle. I like all of those guys for the Bunnies. Really Bunnies-heavy VC week this this week. Love Latrell, love Cookie, love Campbell Graham, all VC options there. For the Finns, not a lot there. I think JMK will play well, but for VC options, you probably can't go past Jermaine Asaka in the form that he's in. He's actually got one of the top matchups for the week. Uh, so, yeah, don't mind him at all. Really good Bunnies VC game, though. Um if I had any of those bunnies guns, I would be chucking the VC on them. All right, let's get into the next game. Friday, 6 p.m. Sharks v. Roosters. Points bet stadium. This is going to be a fucking cracker. So ins and outs here. Lodge makes his return for the Roosters on the bench. Uh, so if you've stashed him, like we said, after uh, the last couple of weeks, nice play. Teddy is back, pushing Manu to center. Obviously, Hutcho goes back to the bench. With the outs that the Sharks have, you've got Royce Hunt starting. Oh, yeah, my boy. Um, and Rudolph is obviously out long-term. Fanukin still out, so McInnes is there at 13. Love the McInnes pickup. If he's out on waivers, definitely pick him up. He's, he's worth a waiver because, I mean, when Fanukin comes back, I wouldn't be surprised if they rotate Finucane through the middle at prop, bring Royce Hunt back to the bench and have him continue that uh, impact play off the bench and McInnes uh, continue to play at 13. So McInnes is out there on waivers. Definitely a high claim there for McInnes. It could be a long-term play for him. Uh other than that, look, you've got JWH playing really good minutes. Nice output. Lodge, I think he'll probably be a bench front row forward player. Um, it just, yeah, the minutes are going to start to crumble here at the Roosters um, for the middles because obviously with Lodge back, you know, it's going to be shared amongst Lodge, um, uh, Lindsay Collins, JWH, and then also you've got Angus Crichton to return. You've got Satili Tupanua who returned on the weekend for the Bears and um, played really well from all reports. So if you've got Crichton and Satili to come back in the side, you would think Egan Butcher would go back to rotating through the middle. That's going to steal more minutes as well for the Roosters' middle. Um, so, yeah, a lot of mouths to feed once all the troops are back. So just be wary, but... I still like JWH and Lodge for this game. Royce Hunt, look, I'm more on the the side that when Finucane comes back, he will rotate through the middle and Royce Hunt will go back to less minutes. But at the moment, he's a bit of a wait and see. Watch him this week. If you're really struggling, he's a free agent pickup. I mean, all these front row forwards are free agent pickups, to be honest. Um, but yeah, look, I'm not going to... Fucking suck Royce's dick because last time that happened, he, he went out there and played six minutes and got nine points. So, yep, definitely don't listen to me when I'm talking about Royce Hunt. 
Uh, that's it for your pickups in this game. As we talk about matchups, really big game for both right attacks. So you've got the Sharks left edge, which is glaringly weak in defense. I mean, they're conceding over 60 points per player per game and 2.6 tries a game to right attack. So a really good matchup for the Roosters right attack, which is obviously their strong point as well. Roosters, they're weak on the left. Uh, they're conceding, yeah, fair few points, uh, both for Supercoach points and tries. And obviously the Sharks with Nico back in the side. He's got that right edge attack humming, especially through Nikara and uh, Katoa out there as well. So, yeah, if we ever look at the game matchup stats here, Huge matchup for Britton Nickera. He's got one of the top matchups of the round, so keep that in mind. He's a nice VC play there, along with Nico Hines. Uh, for the Roosters, love Joey Manu here. Statistically, not the best. Uh, probably maybe a top four matchup in this game, but I think he grabs some meat here. Um, and I think... Even off the back of that, like even if he doesn't score a try, I think he's going to set up Jackson Paul. I've talked about before with, with the defenses really sucking in on jo jo Joey Manu. He usually takes two or three defenders with him. Jackson Paulo sitting out there with his dick in his hand, just waiting for the ball just to put it down. He doesn't have to do much there. So I do like that right edge. And then obviously Sam Walker as well off the back of that. He has a really good matchup. So I'd say for the Roosters... Manu, Paulo, Sam Walker, the big matchups there. Sharks, obviously, uh, you've got Nico Hines. Statistically, not a good matchup, but he's going to play well uh, anytime he straps the boots on. Uh, Siona Katoa, Britton Nikara, love those guys. And Cam Minnis, Cam McInnes. If anytime he gets big minutes, like if he's able to get 55, 60 minutes, you could probably see a 60 to 65 point game out of him. So I love him as well. Nice VC game here. Like, obviously, you're strapping the VC on Teddy no matter what. Uh, Manu, Sam Walker, Nico Hines, but Nicara. Yeah, love the VCs in this game. Really good weekend uh, for the VCs. All right, let's get into the next game. Friday, 8 p.m., Manly v. Storm at four points. Let me just have a little sippy sip. Ah, all right. So another good game, this one. Uh, we've got Monster, Mad Dog, named at fullback with Meany out due to delayed concussion symptoms. So that's going to put Jonah Pezzett, uh back at the 5'8 spot. Love him as a, a plug-and-play this week up against this Manly side. Garrick also out with a concussion. He's replaced by Vega. And Turbo is named uh, despite those back spasms. Uh, one to watch there with uh, with Turbo. It is a little bit worrying. Shout out to Wooker. Thoughts and prayers go out to Wooker. He, on the weekend, he had Dewey go down with an ACL, Jaden Braley go down with an ACL, and Turbo with back spasms. So, yep. I always wish the worst for Wooker, but that's a little bit... That's, that's fucking savage. That's almost season ending. So, yep. Big fella, he is struggling. We've got Cooper Johns named at 5'8", but Schuster is sitting in the reserve, so could be a late switch there. For waivers, look, love the plug-and-play here with Jonah Pezzett. Every time he's come in for the Storm, he has performed unbelievably well. I do like the matchup here for the Storm against Manly. I think the Storm get the, the chockies here. And with him... Uh, 
playing on that left dominant side, linking up with uh, Mad Dog, I do like that. Mad Dog, huge matchup here. I just, wow. I don't care about the stats. Every time he straps the boots on and with the number one on his back, he is a fucking killer. And he's in that mood at the moment where it doesn't matter the opposition. When he's scoring tries and pointing at cunts face and dropping blokes like Joey Manu and popping up, playing up to the crowd. When he's in this type of mood, he's unstoppable. So I love Mad Dog. Don't worry about the VC. Just strap the uh, the captaincy on his arm, the armband straight on his bicep because he will kill it in this game. Last time he played full, last time he was named at fullback, he scored a double. So yeah, fuck. Love, uh, love uh, Mad Dog Munster here. That's about it for pickups. I mean, Jonah Pezzett, that's the only real big change. I wouldn't be starting Vega up against the Storm. It's about it, to be honest. Uh, for matchups, look, Morgan Harper at right center has a really good matchup, but I just don't th- think he has the pedigree to take advantage of that statistical matchup. Uh, Josh Alloy has a really good matchup. He might be a plug and play if you're looking for someone in the front row forward spot. But yeah, for the Storm, I think. I think Billy Billy Bricks, uh, Will Warbrick gets one. He's got a nice matchup there at the right wing uh, against the Manly Seagulls left edge defense. Uh, Xavier Coates as well has got a really good uh, matchup. Uh, and Jonah Pezzett, really good matchup. So, yeah, nice little VC game here if you want to track, chuck the VC on Munster, Coates, or Brick. But, yeah, look, the captaincy on Mad Dog is a fucking... Sign, seal, deliver, 100 points. Double that, 200 points. Thanks for coming. I said it here and take it to the bank. All right, let's get in the next game. Saturday, 3 p.m., Warriors v. Cows, Mount Smart Stadium. Uh, so the ins, the outs here, we've got Tamara Martin out with Dylan Walker sliding in at 5'8". I think that's the death of the left edge attack for the Warriors there. Every time Dylan Walker gets the ball, he stops, pivots, jukes back inside, and no one outside of him will get any ball. Wade Egan out again with concussion protocols, replaced by Freddie Lussick. Tohu Harris is named again, but keep an eye on that. Keep a fucking eye on that. They might be playing Ducks and Drakes here with naming him. He's obviously got some issues with that knee. Both Curran and Tavega shift to the bench. And you've got Murray uh, Tulagi named on the left wing, which is going to be huge for the Cows, both in attack and in defense. We've seen uh, right wings go nuts against the Cowboys with um, that other cunt, forget his name, who's been filling in there, um, Brendan something or other, but he was horrible. Also got um, Nanai returning from suspension for the Cows. So a couple of really big in for the Cows. They've been playing horribly. They need these blokes back in. Everyone needs to lift their game. Um, and I think, look, they, they have a really good shot here to beat the Warriors, but the Warriors have not been pushovers so far in 2023. So it's going to be a close game regardless. Uh, waivers, let's have a look here. I think Freddie Lussick, um, especially if you're the Jaden uh, Braley owner, I think he's worth the pickup. With these ongoing concussion issues with Wade Egan, you might see him sit out for an extended period. And it is... A nice matchup here. The Cowboys have been leaking a fair few points up the guts. Um, 54 points per player per game, uh, to be exact there. Um, 
yeah, so I don't mind him as a little bit of a pickup. As I said, I'm not big on the left edge players for the Warriors. They do have a statistical matchup, like Marcel and Montoya has one of the better matchups this round for round seven. But just with Dylan Walker playing on that left edge, fuck, it just worries me. I don't think he's going to give those guys on the outside of him any good ball. So I would be steering clear there. Um, the middles for the Warriors have really good matchups. So Tohu Harris, if he plays, AFB. Um, Freddie Lussick, like I said. Jackson Ford has a nice matchup as well. For the Cowboys, it's pretty much all their outside backs. The Warriors, again this year, just leak points to their outer edges. Scotty Drinkwater's got a good matchup. Val Holmes, um, Murray Tulagi, Tom Dearden, all really good matchups. Hard to... Hard to put the VC or captaincy on anyone in this one just because both teams are just so unpredictable at the moment where they're scoring points. Um... I expect the left edge for the Cowboys to have a little bit more success now that all the troops are back. So, you know, Val Holmes firing. Uh, Muzz is back there. Scotty Drinkwater, he loves that left edge sweep. So I wouldn't be surprised if Muzz gets some meat here and Val has a good game feed and him ball. But, yeah, look, it's a little bit up in the air with these two teams. Cowboys, really, they're underperforming at the moment, and I'm yet to see uh, any signs of life from them. Scotty Drinkwater, two try assists on the weekend, but he looked a little bit underdone. Still only scored 70 points with those two try assists. Warriors, I'd expect them to be more dominant on their right edge through SJ. So Ed Cossey might be in for one here, but again, really unpredictable. I'd just be kicking back and watching this one. I think it'd be a close battle between these two sides. Let's get in the next one. Saturday, 5.30 p.m., Knights v. Broncos at McDonald's Jones Stadium. No, it's not Knights versus Broncos. What's going on here? It is the Knights versus the Panthers. That's I'm going to blame Walker, but yeah, that's my that's my fuck up. Um, all right, so ins and outs for this one. We've got huge ACL. Fucking Jaden Braley. That is a big kick in the dick. You know that we're all big on him, uh, especially Walk through the preseason. That's devastating. And look, yeah, fuck thoughts, prayers, love goes out to Jaden. That's 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 huge. Daniel Saifidi is back. Uh, still no sign of Adam Elliott, but I th- still think he's a nice stash. He'll be getting close, and they fucking need him. Uh, Hosking still maintains that spot on that right edge. Uh, both Liam Martin and Luke Garner are floating around in the reserves, but if I was going to have a guess here, I think Hosking's done enough here in this Panthers side. Um Obviously got a really good link up and combination with Nathan Cleary. I think Liam Martin comes back in, plays left edge. Scott Sorensen probably continues his role off the bench and Luke Garner misses out. So that's how I see it, but I have been wrong before and I will be wrong again. Waivers. Let's have a look at some pickups here. It's pretty much on the the night side of the ball here. Love Matt Croker at 13. He needs more minutes to get more points, obviously, but I do like the cut of his jib as, as a player. Phoenix Crossland, halfback 5'8", dual eligible coming in at the night. I don't expect that to be a long-term play, but for a stopgap, I don't mind him as a pickup because obviously when you have KP coming back into this side, you have got uh, Tyson Gamble. What happens to him? I wouldn't be surprised if Tyson Gamble rotates through nine or even plays nine, uh, to be honest. So 
Yeah, that could be a little bit of a trap there, Phoenix Crossland, but I don't mind him as a short-term play. Leo Thompson continues to just pump out those 45 to 50 points. Uh, nice free agent front row forward pickup there. And then probably your best option for most leagues uh, at your hooking spot if you're a Jaden Braley owner is Sonny Luke. He continues to score well coming off the bench. He makes an impact every time he plays. He's playing more and more minutes as he goes along. I just think eventually he'll just be the more dominant hooker in this side. I mean, if I just have a look, scored 59 on the weekend, came on, played 53 minutes. So as he's gone along this season in 2023, he has played more and more minutes. If I just get the minutes up, 25 minutes, then he played 46. Then obviously got injured in round four. Round six, uh, he played 53. So they're giving him more and more minutes. If you are the Jaden Braley owner, I think your number one waiver claim has to be on Sonny Luke. Um, love the matchup here against the Knights. Their middle, yeah, it has been shithouse. They're conceding 65.5 points per player per game. Up the guts. And the Panthers, yeah, they love to crush it up the middle. So Sonny Luke, a really good claim if you're struggling at hooker. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about your waiver uh, strategies this week as well. Um but yeah, there's a couple of moves that I don't mind playing if you're up the top of your waiver claims. Uh, let's talk about some matchups here. So nice edges, as they have been over the last couple of seasons, they're bad. They're equally as bad. There's no sort of dominant defensive deficiencies here. Uh, I would say that their right is slightly worse. Uh, and we saw the Panthers lighting it up on both sides of the ruck there. Pumped the Raiders down their left and then pumped Manly down their right. They are fucking humming here. It's just going to come down to where the Panthers decide to attack. And wherever they decide to attack is where they're going to find a success. I think it's a 13-plus win here for the Panthers. I do like Brian Toto here in this game. He has a really good record of scoring tries against the Knights. Uh, I, I also like... The, uh, the record for the opposing wingers up against Greg Marzu. I think over the last two seasons, I did the stats here for Chase Your Losses. I don't want to use up all my ammo for that podcast, but off the top of my head, it was over the last two seasons, I think it's only been three games where he hasn't allowed his opposing winger to score tries. So yeah, Toto could be in for some here. Uh, if you look at the specific matchups, all the middles for Panthers have a really good matchup. Knights, pretty disgusting up the guts. Isaiah Yo has a really good matchup. Um, Critter has a good matchup. Bizza, obviously Cleary's going to be all over it. Um, just pretty much anyone with a black jersey in this game, to be honest. Zach Hosking and Luai have statistically bad matchups, but fuck, who knows here? They could crush it anyway. The Knights, it's... Yeah, look, it looks like on on the page here that I'm reading, it looks like the Knights have got some bad case of, um, of rash here. It's red dots everywhere. I wouldn't be firing anyone up for VCs or captains from the Knights. I think if anyone's going to score a try, it'd be probably Dom, Dom Young. But Panthers, they're only conceding 13.5 points a game over the last four games after their bye. So they've been defensively sound. If you can bench any of your Knights, do it, but definitely don't VC or captain anyone here. On the Panthers side, obviously, Brian Totter, Nathan Cleary, Critter, Tago, anyone's worth a shout here. Um, but I love Totter and Nathan Cleary in this one. I would um, 
I would probably captain Cleary and then if you can VC To'o, but I'm look, I'd be confident captaining To'o in this one as well. I think it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. The thing with the Panthers is obviously they're a momentum team. Um, and they're up and about. They're on their toes. The tail, tails are wagging. They're coming off two fucking drummings where they've just buried teams, you know, putting 50-something points on, then 44 points. Yeah, you'd hate to be the Knights here. They will be ripping and a tearing in this one. All right, let's get into the next one. I'll have another sippy sip. Fucking get out of breath doing all this talking with no one to help me. Um... We have their Saturday 7.35 p.m. game, Titans v. Broncos at Seabus. All right, the ins and outs here. So Foran comes back uh, in place of Sexton, who had a fantastic game of the weekend. Uh, Flegler's out for the Broncos, replaced by Jensen. Kobe Hetherington makes his return via the bench. Nothing else really to talk about here. Jaden Campbell obviously retains his spot at fullback with Bremo still out. But yeah, look, games between these guys, uh, historically pretty close. Uh, Broncos, I think, the better side here and probably do get the win. But I think it's going to be a little bit closer than what the bookies are saying. Uh, Pickups and claims. Obviously, if Jaden Campbell's out there, fuck, crazy, pick him up. He is electric and in attack. He's just scoring super coach points. His game is so conducive to to racking up those super coach points. So I'd be picking him up. Brian Kelly, Philip Sammy. I mean, both of those guys uh, need to be in sides. So Brian Kelly obviously playing on the left edge. Titans are a severe, heavy left edge attacking side. So anyone that left edge needs to be in super coach sides. Philip Samley, obviously playing on the right edge, which isn't the dominant side, but he was everywhere. He had a license to roam. Made a thousand tackle breaks. He was killing it. The way he played on the weekend, if he continues that, whew, yep, fantastic. So he needs to be picked up. Moika Fodawaka, he is getting decent minutes. Mid 50s, he's turning that into good points. Uh, I'll be looking at picking him up. He's on um, waivers. He's probably, probably the only front row forward that's probably worth a waiver at the moment. Uh, just because of his pedigree and how we know that you know once he gets that offload going, uh, he starts doing getting those tackle breaks involved in his game as well. He can be a sixty point front row forward, so I don't mind him as a waiver for the front row forward spot. And for the Broncos, Jordan Ricky on the right, he's still pretty low ownership. Uh, the Broncos have turned into a right dominant attacking team with Adam Reynolds, Ricky, Staggs, and Cobbo just firing it up here in this game. That is the matchup as well as we get into the statistical matchups. So you've got Titans there weak on their left edge defense, which just plays right into the Broncos' hand through their attack. Obviously, I just said the right edge is fucking humming. So Ricky... Obviously, a nice little pickup here. Um, the Broncos, they've been pretty solid in defense as well, super coach points-wise, not letting a lot up. So I wouldn't be looking at any captaincy options on the Titans side of the board just because the Broncos have been so staunch in defense. But on the other side of the board for the Broncos, yeah, look, I love um, big on Reese Walsh. Um, 
I love Jordan Ricky, Adam Reynolds, anyone on that right edge, but I'm pretty big on on Reese Walsh this game. I think he's going to fire it up. Up until last week, the Titans had conceded a try to a fullback in every game in 2023. So, yeah, I don't mind. Obviously, Walsh, he's tries this game. His vision, very sexy at the moment, but I think he gets one himself in this game, and I think the Broncos win. So I, I would be fine putting the captaincy straight on Reese Walsh. Obviously, Payne Haas, he's got spiders on him at the moment. His engine is fucking running pretty efficiently at the moment, uh, so the captaincy is always worth it there for him. Adam Reynolds, a nice sneaky captaincy option as well there, but yeah. It's pretty much all on the Broncos side of the ball for the matchups and that one. All right, let's get into the next one here. Sunday, 2 p.m., Raiders versus Dragons at GIO Stadium. Raiders coming off a really impressive victory versus the Broncos. We love that. So as we go through the ins and outs here, Whiten returns from suspension, which is huge because the Raiders are just a different side with Whiten in this side. Kotrick comes back from injury with Rapana out. Uh, I think you'll probably have Hopper go continue his work on the left and Kotrick play right. But as always, it is fucking musical chairs there on the wings uh, for the Raiders. But that's probably how I see it happening. I've seen Nick Kotrick play right when Hopper has played left. I think Hopper's more of a left-edge specialist winger, uh, whereas Nick Kotrick, we've seen him play both sides of the field. Tap and eyes back for um, the Raiders at the front row forward spot. Huge. White and Tapanay back in this side coming off a win. Whew. They'll be fucking humming. You've got Ravalawa out with a hammy. Tao Moga comes in on the right sting there for the Dragons. Um, JDB still on the bench. Uh, yeah, interesting. I thought he would come back straight in and play 13, but doesn't seem... Like that is the play here with Jack Bird continuing his spot uh, playing lock. Uh, four pickups. Teatu Moga has a really good matchup for the Dragons and they are a more dominant right attacking side. So I don't mind a plug and play there for him. Jaden Sewer continues to impress. Uh, I think he belongs inside. He is still low ownership there. He's not bad as a sort of middle of the rung waiver, low end waiver claim. Big Red playing 13 for the Raiders. Yum. Perfect front row forward spot there. He's also got the dual eligibility, but you'd be playing in your props anyway. And then Savage as a stash. So Xavier Savage is returning um, via New South Wales Cup, but he is playing wing, and they've got that Cherry Chevy, Chevy Stewart. I think his name is. He's playing fullback, so I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. Um, yeah, if Chevy is is a preferred fullback uh, at the Raiders club, yeah, that that could spell some dramas for Savage. But look, I I if I had to guess, I would say Savage comes back in as fullback. He was killing it last year when he was playing fullback for the Raiders. They need that X factor at the back, and he provides that. Uh, so I'd be picking him up. Um, matchup wise, you've got. Raiders, pretty equally bad on both sides of the ball here. Dragons are a right attacking team, uh, but there's no glaringly obvious matchups here except the Dragons' left edge. They are atrociously bad on their left edge defense with Jack Whiten able to play both sides of the ruck uh, this year. I like that 
right edge attack for the Raiders. So, like I said, Nick Kotrick Punk comes back in the side. If I'm right and he does play right wing, I like him to get some meat here. Matty Tomoko has one of the best matchups this round. Uh, so Tomoko, Nick Kotrick, if he plays right wing, Jamal Fogarty, I like all of those guys there um, to light it up on the right edge for the Raiders, for the Dragons. Zach Lomax has one of the better matchups this round. So he's worth a, a play here. Probably not a, a captaincy option. Benny Hunt continues to score tries and just do everything for the Dragons. So in all honesty, he's not a bad captaincy option as well, Benny Hunt. But not a great game super coach wise to be honest. There are some points available here, but really hard to sort of lock down exactly where those points are going to come from. If I was going to captain anyone, obviously this being a later game on Sunday, uh, it would be either probably Lomax at a stretch just because his matchup is so good, but probably just Benny Hunt, to be honest. Um, Let's get into the next game. Last game of the round, Sunday, 4 p.m., Eels v. Dogs, Combank Stadium. You've got Junior Paolo returning from suspension, huge in. Um, that's the only change for the Eels. Just, God, if you had Hopgood, hopefully you got him late and it's not an issue for you. But yeah, he is not getting enough minutes. I mean, Ryan Madison playing huge minutes because uh, Hopgood's coming on and spelling guys through the middle of, uh, via front row forward. Now that Paolo's back in this side, does not mean even less minutes for Hopgood? Yeah, look, you should have taken our advice and sold Hopgood off his huge start to the year, and you could have got pretty much any forward you wanted, to be honest, because everyone was all over his dick. Now he's struggling for minutes, and he's struggling for points, and you won't. You'll probably get peanuts from him, to be honest. No one wants him. Um, they've got big boppers on the bench here, Eels, as well. You know, they've gone for Greg and Makatawa uh, ahead of Dury and Murchie. So I think they're going for a bit of a, a crash attack here for the Dogs, who are weakened through their middle. You've got RFM and Kikau making their return for the Dogs. Braden Byrne, Burns comes in for the injured Fox. He's going to be out for six weeks. Um, TBJ making his uh, return for the Dogs, playing his first game at prop, uh, with Ryan Sutton moving to the bench. So pickups here for this one. Love Braden Burns. Uh, dogs seem to be a more left-dominant attack, obviously, when everyone's healthy. You've got Burton, Kickow. Alamotti's got some nice ball playing in him as well. And Fox has scored a host of tries this season. So Braden Burns out there is in some really good uh, real estate. TPJ, obviously, if he's out there, he needs to be picked up. Um, yeah, jury's out whether... He's going to be a serviceable supercoach player this year, but look, we're going to look at the pedigree. He loves an offload. He loves some work here, and if they play him for 45, 40 to 45 minutes uh, through the middle, you know he can turn that into a 55, 60-point game. Um, that's about it. Uh, I will say Sean Russell looked good for the Eels, obviously a left-dominant attacking team. He looked good. He passed the eye test. Maybe not a waiver pickup, but definitely a free agent. If he's going to be uh, playing well with a good base and just feeding Sivo some nice ball, um, I think there's some try assist in it for him. Uh, so I don't mind him as a pickup. 
matchup wise, uh, you've got matchups are all over the park here. Eels again conceding a lot of super coach points in 2023, uh, matching their form from 2022. For the Dogs, Hayes Perham, uh, Paul Alamadi, Kyle Flanagan, Matty Burton, Jacob Preston. TPJ, all pretty good matchups. Um, Braden Burns has one of the better matchups uh, this round. So I love him for an anytime try scorer, and I love him to get some meat here. So great plug and play option there for Braden Burns. On the other side of the ball for the Eels, Sivo, really good matchup. Um, Sean Russell, a really good matchup as well. Mitch Moses, one of the top matchups for halfbacks this round. So love him. Um, yeah, could be a lot of points in this one, both real life and super coach. So I guess your captaincy options. I love Mitch Moses here. Dill Brown does have a, a weak statistical matchup. So it's probably more Mitch Moses for a captaincy option uh, for the Eels. On the other side of the ball, you're probably only looking at maybe Matty Burton, but that is a stretch there. So not a lot of captaincy options, safe captaincy options anyway. If you're looking to chase points, you know, Braden Burns, really good matchup. Um, Matty Burton, Sean Russell, make a Sivo. Some guys that do have a lot of upside in them, but do come with a lot of risk if you're trying to, to win a game. But look, you got to risk it to fucking get the biscuit, don't you? Um, that's it for the game. Games. I will touch on the Tigers obviously having the the bye. Dewey out for a lengthy, uh, they, they, they'd say an ACL season-long ending inj- injury here, but like they have come out and said that it's a partial tear, so there is some hope there that Dewey will return in uh, the season for 2023, but... With that being the third injury to his ACL, look, oh fuck, I, I, I don't know because they've got to do some shit with that knee. I listened to the physios, uh, NRL Physios podcast and you know there's some issues with having that surgery so much on that knee through that ACL. Yeah, there's a few options that he has to go through, some bone grafting as well. Like, yeah, a lot of issues there. I don't like his chances, but fuck, I'm not a doctor or a physio. Um, yeah, terrible for Dewey. Um, third injury in the ACL, that's fucked. You would expect to see Wakem come in for him. Uh, and I'll just touch on Junior Tupu. Had a really good game, looked strong, but I'm just not in to anyone with a little Tigers logo next to their name, uh, especially with Dewey out. They're going to go from bad to worse, I think, the Tigers, so... Yeah, I'd be skipping him. I think he's a little bit of a trap. All right, let's get into the happy ending. You want happy ending? I got a Let me break it down for you so you understand. I'll hold your hand like a small child. Oh, my God. Fuck yeah. And this is where I'm going to try and fucking rub you down, finish you off, and go through the top statistical matchups for round seven. And I'll tidy all that up. But also, I'll give you your top waivers. So let's get into that first. Let's talk about the waivers. For Hooker, Freddie Lussick and Sonny Luke. I think Sonny Luke's the big one there, especially if you're the Jaden Braley owner. I love that. Front front row forward, all of these guys are going to be your free agent pickups. Lodge, JWH, just remember what I said about all those troops returning for the Roosters. There may be a lot of... Um, mouths to feed there. But if you're picking up free agent, who gives a fuck? Leo Thompson, 
Big Mofo, don't mind him as a waiver pickup. I, I really like what I'm seeing from him. Big Red, Royce Hunt, but be careful with that one. Um, and I'd be stashing Nas. He has returned to training. He's looking really good, training alongside little puppy. So he's nearing a return over the next couple of weeks. So I'd, I'd go and get him and stash him. For two RFs, Jackson Ford, Jaden Seward, Jordan Ricky, Cam McInnes, all of those guys are waverable in my opinion. Um, and a stash on Adam Elliott as well. Halfback, just a one-week plug-and-play here for Joni, Jonah Pizzette. Uh He could score 65, 70 points in his sleep in this game up against the Manly Seagulls, who have conceded a lot of points over the last few games. For 5'8", Phoenix Crossland, short-term play. He is dual halfback 5'8", which is obviously sexy, but it's pretty much it at the 5'8 spot. It is fucking dire straits um, in that position. CTW, Philip Sammy, um, I think he's waverable. I think Braden Burns is waverable. Uh, Sean Russell, nice. Uh, Teotihuacan Moga is a nice little plug and play this week. But that's about it. Not a great week for waivers, which is a big kick in the dick because there's been so many injuries. Fullback, obviously, if Jaden Campbell's available, you need to go pick him up. And I would be stashing, stashing Savage. Um, so there are your pickups for round seven. Really, all the all the value pretty much lies in your two RFs there. If you can get any of Jackson Ford, Jaden Seward, Jordan Ricky, Cam McInnes, yeah, that's sexy. Do love Cam McInnes. That's a nice play. We picked Cam McInnes up last week um, just with the thought that, yeah, there's going to be a lot of minutes with him with all those middles getting either suspended or injured. Um, yeah, I do like Cam McInnes. Right, let's get into the top starts and sits. Obviously, this is all due to the statistical matchups. Uh, you got starts, Jermaine Asako, Damian Cook, Britton Nicara, uh, Marcelo Montoya, AFB, Reese Walsh, Matty Tomoko, Zach Lomax, Mitch Moses, and Braden Burns. Sits, you've got Sifatalakai, DCE, Dom Young, Zach Hosking, Jaden Campbell, David Fafita, Katoni Staggs, Brad Schneider, uh, which obviously is, no, that's Whiten now. So Whiten, Tanner Boyd, Jesse Arthurs. So when we talk about sits, you know, there were some big names there that I mentioned, DCE, Zach Hosking, David Fafita, Katoni Staggs. It just means obviously you're not going to sit them because they're premium players. Just makes you double think about VCing or captain in them. So, you know, you might have been keen to put the VC on DCE, just have a pause here and think about it because statistically he doesn't have a really good matchup. Same with David Feder. Maybe you want to captain David Feder on that left uh, up against the Broncos. Fuck, think again. Not looking good statistically wise. Um, I'm just going to quickly go through the rankings. I'll probably give you the top two uh, for the round seven rankings in each position. So left to RF, you've got uh, Scott Sorensen, and Huddy Young. Then you've got for the right to a ref, Britton Nicara and Jacob Preston. Britton Nicara has got a fucking fantastic matchup. For lock, you've got Ryan Madison and Isaiah Yo. For front row forward, you've got the Warriors middles and the Raiders middles. Uh, for left half, you've got uh, Jonah Pazard and Cody Walker, really good matchups. For right half, Nathan Cleary, Sam Walker. Also, Mitch Moses there as well has a really good matchup. For hooker, Harry Grant, 
Uh, and Freddie Lussick has a really good matchup there. So nice little plug and play there for Freddie. Uh, for fullback, Cam Munster, number one. And Dill Edwards coming off that huge uh, try tally last week. He has a really good matchup. Left wing, Braden Burns and uh, Ronaldo Molotalo. Right wing, Jermaine Asako and Jacob Carraz. Brian Toto also is up there as well. Left center, Zach Lomax, Val Holmes for right center. Campbell Graham and Stephen Crichton. And they're your top matchups in each position. Top two matchups. For your VC and captain options, VC options, Asako, Mitchell, Cook, Graham in that game. Really tasty VC game, that one. Uh, Hines, Nikora, Manu, Mad Dog. He's an easy VC, but I'd, I'd be happy to captain him. Be careful of Turbo, obviously, with those back spasms. Um, SJ, Holmes, Drinky in that game. Nice um, pickups there. VC, um, for your captaincy options, Cleary, Reese Walsh, Payne Haas, Zach Lomax, um, Ben Hunt, and Mitch Moses are the guys that we like there. All right, let's get into some questions. These ones come from the Patreon. Wooker has sent them through to me, um, and we're just going to go through these ones and have a little bit of a talk. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. You want answers? You know the question. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? I'm Ron Burgundy. First waiver wire pick up Junior Tupu. Now, you know my fucking thoughts here on Tigers players. If it's got a little Tigers icon next to their name, I'm not big on them. Don't get me wrong. Played fantastic uh, on the weekend. But the Eels were well underdone. Uh, and he's not going to have that type of game every game. And, and like I said, you know, you're, you're dropping one of their best players in Adam Dewey. This team is going to struggle in attack. Don't mind him as a free agent pickup, but for as a top waiver wire pickup, no thank you. Panic stations, Hop Goat, could he potentially get front row forward? Look, if he continues to rotate through the prop position, yeah, of course he is going to, but he's going to have to play a few more games there. Um, and that's really the only shining light for Hopgood at the moment. Like I said, got reduced minutes on the weekend uh, with Madison playing big minutes at lock. Now you've got Junior Paolo coming back into the side. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fucked for Hopgood to be honest. Uh, don't get me wrong, fantastic player, and he killed it to start this year. But for Parramatta as a team, they obviously play their best footy when their forwards are going forward and dominating the, the middle. Uh, and they want to do that by keeping those big boys fresh. And Hopgood is, is part of that middle rotation now. And, and he's obviously going to be sharing minute, minutes with those big boys. They're not great signs for Hopgood. Uh, I'm fucking glad I'm not an owner, to be honest. All right, next one. Addo car owner. CTW pickups for this week. Uh, mate, in all honesty, it's an easy one. Just Braden Burns, pick him up. Uh, I think he is going to be successful out there on the left wing for the Dogs, and it's a really good matchup this week up against the Eels. So, yeah, Braden Burns, nice one there. Uh, some other options, Philip Sammy. Um, he's, he's low ownership there. Uh, Sean Russell or... Uh, what's the other one I talked about? Brian Kelly as well, low ownership. So there's some options there. Next one, I lost Braley and Tamara Martin in the same game, waiting for Brimo to come back as my six. Oh, God. Sonny Luke, worth a waiver priority or wait for free agent. Hope he's still there. Yeah. 
I would, you're sitting at four out of 10, I would look at the, the, the teams and those guys ahead of you and see if they're, they're looking for um, a hooker. And look, if they're not, yeah, you might be able to wait for a free agent. But I did say earlier on, we're talking about waivers, that Sonny Luke is worth a waiver if you are down on hookers. Um, and this sort of brings me to that point that I wanted to talk to talk about with your waiver wire strategy. If you're sitting number one, you could almost sell your spot this week with guys that have got Dewey, with guys that have got um, Jaden Braley, struggling they're big losses huge losses if you're sitting number one on waiver and you don't need anyone this week you're sitting pretty i would be selling my my top waiver pick i would be saying look i'll pick up one of these guys for you. i'll pick up whoever you want me to pick up but you got to give me this player in return um yeah i'd be going to guys that are fucking struggling with injuries and selling my waiver pick this week or if you want to be a real cunt, and I don't mind being a real cunt in Supercoach because uh, you, you're playing eyes up footy, steal. Sonny Luke. Steal him. Pick him up. If you know that someone is going to um, need Sonny Luke or Freddie Lussick or someone like that, see how it goes. Um, you just What you're doing is you're just stopping a, a player in your league from performing well so you know it's a nice play but i'd be trying to sell my waiver my waiver spot this week um yeah it's a nice play next one hey fellas where do we sit on current at the moment we'll think he'll get back in is he worth a free agent pickup or a long-term play i really don't think uh he's going to be serviceable to this year to be honest unless there's a few more injuries in that pack you know jackson ford and um murata nurikore are obviously favored over him in the edge back row spot you tohu harris is always going to be 13 jazz to vega is obviously the first man up to fill that spot and then also, Walker has been rotating through the middle as well uh, over Josh Curran. So I don't see a world where he's back to that sort of 50-plus supercoach output unless there's a lot of injuries in this Warriors pack. So you're not big on the Josh Curran play, to be honest. Even at free agent, I'm, it just uh, I just can't see a world where, you know, all of a sudden he starts becoming relevant in supercoach. Couple more. I have currently got Oates, Savage, and Mamalo stashed, but losing uh, Dewey and Garrick, I need to make some changes. Is holding Can still worth it, or is AKP not losing that spot anytime soon? Yeah, it's a strange one. He is playing well, uh, but they obviously did uh, pick up Ken Mamalo for a reason. Uh, but if you need a player, yeah, Ken Mamalo is the first one you need to punt out of your side to pick someone else up. Um, yeah, it's a hard one to, to say, like, did they pick up Ken Mamalo for depth or, yeah, I, I really don't know. It's a hard one to answer. But if you need someone, Mamalo is the first one to go. I think I'm going to jump off the JDB hold because of MoFo and Barnett are likely to be available in free agency. Do you agree? 100%. Uh, I... I do like Barnett uh, over JDB at the moment, and um, I think Mofo is is chugging along nicely. If he can continue 55-point-plus games uh, and be really consistent, that's fucking fantastic. It's really hard to get consistent front row forwards in Supercoach at the moment in the modern game. Last one, last question. 
Uh, on days like this, when you're missing Walker, would you ever get someone on the potty for a bit to talk about to dribble with? Yeah, 100%. Like, it is hard. I've talked about this. I've talked about um, having to fill silences and you, you forget how much easier it is to bounce ideas off when you're doing um, a, a podcast with someone else, especially Walker. We know each other so well. We've been doing this for so long that it is easy. And sometimes it can be hard if I bring someone else in that I don't know. It can be a, it can be really clunky. Um because I don't know how they work and usually it's via audio, not via Zoom. So I'm not used to the cadences and, the, and their speech. And there's a lot that goes in it, into it, to be honest, to how Walker and I work. So I probably wouldn't bring someone in for a full podcast that I hadn't done a potty before. Happy to do like a little segment here and there, but I'd rather get someone in that I've done potties with before um, just so it does flow nicely because um, it is a long podcast you know usually an hour plus and if it's clunky and if it's hard to listen to it can be can be a fucking tough listen um for people that are listening so happy to to take some suggestions on segments if you want to you guys want to come in talk about your team uh talk about some nice moves that you made or nice trades uh, i'd love that i'd love little segments that you know you guys could come in and talk about uh, some fucking loose trade that you got over the line or a new bet that you guys have implemented in your league i'd love that like more bets the better more ideas for bets punishments as well i'd love to hear um you know what punishments guys have had to do in your leagues so anyone on the patreon get in contact with walker and he'll vet these and just Throw some ideas out about some segments that you guys can come on and talk to us about. Like you said, especially in weeks like this where scheduling's a little bit hard and I have to do this on my own. But yeah, really good question. I like that one. All right, guys, that's it. Fuck, have a look at me. Hey, 52 minutes. I've done this in under an hour. That is fucking wild. Wolf's going to be so proud of me. Um, yep. Good luck in your matchups for round seven. Uh, I'll be putting as much content out on socials as possible. Keep those questions rolling through Patreon. Walker will field them. And of course, remember, all of the stats that we go through on these podcasts are all available on the Patreon. You can have a look at your game-by-game stats. You can have a look at the positional matchups, the positional ranks. You can look at our try-scoring predictor. It's all on there for $5 a month. Fuck, I know, $5, cheap as fucking chips. Uh, And also, if you're a listener of the podcast, if you like what we do on social media, if you're a fan of the Weekly Rubdown and you want to support us, that is the best way to do it, guys. And we really do appreciate it. Big things in the pipeline for the Rub, all because of the Patreon and support we're getting on there. So thank you very much. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Final siren for me. Go follow us on all the socials if you haven't already. You're a dog. Um, and that's it for me. I love you, Uru. You can take me now. I have seen it all. Get that India.